This is Sophia Cassiola. And this is Michael J. Epstein. Of Blood of the Trivets. And you're listening to... Without Your Head. Dun, dun, dun. Once again at the Station of Decapitation, I am Nasty Neal. I'm Treacherous Trista. Yes, very good. And we're here to talk about sick and wrong. Not just not just things that are sick and wrong, but the film festival, Sick and Wrong. Which is happening right now. As we speak, so you go over to uh, sickandwrongfilm.com. And uh, you can get tw- uh, 25% off discount if you used without your head promo code headless, and it's all lowercase. It's very cool. So there's too many to review every movie here, but it was, uh, which is cool though, because it's a, it's all week long. So you, you're really going to get your money's worth uh, to go and check these out. And some really creative and wild stuff. So these are broken up into, uh, into groups uh, for blocks for the shorts. So, uh, first of all, is the, the bodily function shorts. Uh, do you have any uh, you know ones that stood out for you for there that you'd like to talk about? Um. Well, I, I don't I have, have my what. I have I have some here. We'll just start. Oh yeah, go on. You can go on. All right. Yeah. So uh, litter, which uh, I watched today, which is uh, this one made me laugh, and it was uh, much more. Uh, epic story than I than I expected going into a, into a short film, and there was stuff. I sadly, uh, my cat's big big old turd dot com is not a real website. I, I did look it up after. I was kind of hoping it was, but unfortunately, it, it isn't. But maybe the director can set that up. I w- I watched that one as well. I waited. I was waiting for a kitty most of the time. <laughs> right, that's a good point. There are no, uh, there are no uh, kittens or cats in the uh, in the film. No, but if you enjoy bodily functions, <laughs> you will get <laughs> yeah, a lot. Out I'm of sure it. many people who watch this program do. <laughs> and it was just a, a lot of funny dialogue, which I like. It's a lot of like uh, I wrote down. I enjoy a good bean dinner, which I don't think I've ever heard in a in a film, but uh, I dug it. And I like uh, when you take something really serious that's so strange and silly. Yeah, and there was a good um, uh, death in that, too, huh? Yeah, there was. Yeah, that was executed well. Yeah, yeah. like I said, for a short film, it really has, uh, it tells a story. And it seems like a much bigger story than uh, the the, uh, the runtime would allow. Uh, Nailbiter, I want to bring up, uh, we had uh, the director on, and uh, the Again, this was, this was done really well. And I thought it was uh, – I mentioned this when we did the interview with everybody. 
I thought it actually has a nice message to the uh, to the film. Yeah, I thought so too. Uh, acceptance, right? Yeah, acceptance, and it's like because uh, it's really it's two consenting adults, and and neither of them are being hurt, and uh, someone's doing something for their partner that uh, maybe they're not necessarily into, but uh, uh, they are, and, and they're both happy then. Yeah, compromise. Great, mm-hmm. and, and even at the same time, I will. I as I mentioned in the other one. Uh, this is one of the few ones that there is a scene that kind of uh, grossed me out, even though it has a nice message. It's so funny. It didn't gross me out as much as it grossed you out. Uh-huh. Um, some other ones grossed me out more, but I really enjoyed this one. I wrote down, I'm a bit of a flautist. For some reason, that I, I, yeah, was yes, very the, funny to me. Yes, I agree. <laughs> flautist is a, is, a good, is a good term. I'm a fan of bizarre terms, silly terms, and, and the flout is up there. I did not look up flout though. I looked up, uh, you know, my cat's big old turd dot com. But is a is a flout a real instrument? Oh no, he plays the flute. Oh, so I so he's not a flutist. He's a. I thought he played the flute. You can. I think you can say either. Oh really? No. Yeah, but it's just a funny pickup line to me. <laughs> right. I wrote it down in my notes for uh, for use. No, but yeah, I wouldn't have to learn the flute first. But yeah, it was great. It's very fun. Uh, let's see what else was there. Uh, it was a lot of them. Like I said, we're not going to go through all of them. Uh, VR food was one I liked too. I liked the contrast of uh, when he's conscious and when he's kind of in the dream world. And, yeah, I really liked that one too. I've got a bunch of notes about it here somewhere, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, there's even a line I really liked. Uh, I'm just going to admit I've got a bunch of notes here. Usually I try to hide them. Yeah, I but, know, me too. <laughs> but there's so many films. Right. Uh, quiet, quiet or I'll eat your memories. I actually thought it was a really disturbing line. Oh, from VR f- uh, Food? Yeah. I, don't, I didn't even catch that line in that, actually. Hmm. Um, I thought the ladies in the theater were really creepy. They were, yeah. Yeah, I love that. I didn't catch that line. That's a good line. Uh, anything else from uh, Bodily Functions that, uh, that I didn't mention that you would like to mention? Um, I was just overall, like, bodily functions for whatever reason was <laughs> was the first block I watched. I watched them all. I don't know what that says about me. Uh, um, and they were gross, but also, like, there was so much creativity that at times I was having empathy yeah, or, like, things that aren't usually animate and you wouldn't have feelings for. <laughs> so yeah. it was a very... Um, interesting block of films that took me on quite a journey yeah i think overall for sick and wrong a lot because you do go in i know michael and sophia kind of mentioned this you kind of go in with the name thinking everything's just gonna be gross and and there are gross stuff but uh there's a lot of like real uh uh, things they're trying to say a lot of the 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 films a lot of creativity like you said and uh, it's not just about being sick and nasty and wrong there's some right. right in the second one. Although it is aptly named. <laughs> it is, definitely. I don't want to give it like uh, like you're watching a bunch of romantic comedies or something. Yeah. <laughs> Which I guess they are, and some of them in their own way. Uh, Nailbiter is the, is the classic rom-com of, of the yeah. <laughs> uh, romantic film. Uh, so uh, let's see. You, bodily Functions was the first ones you watched. I think I, which we'll get, the one I, I watched first we'll get to later, but I think I went right to uh, Trigger Warning first. 
Oh, wow. Well, bodily functions was the first. Uh, was, I had already yeah. seen a huge so- selection of sporadic films mm-hmm. from different blocks. Yeah. I thought you just like you saw bodily functions like this is this is what I need to uh, check out. <laughs> and fuck the rest, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Only bodily functions. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that could be you know eventually maybe your your film festival, the bodily functions. <laughs> uh the deep end. So these are uh what they uh, described as the, the weirdest of the weird. Hey, everybody, this is Barney Berman, director of Barney Berman's Wild Boar, coming to you this year, this October. Watch for it in theaters or at a local festival. And keep listening to Without Your Head, which I not to say listen without your head, but listen to without your head. It's a very big, very distinct difference. Get that straight. All right, we're back here once again. Sorry for the interruption. Just all the bodily fluids, uh, bodily functions, get us very excited. Apparently. At least the computer. Maybe get the computer excited. So now we're at the deep end, which is uh, the weirdest of the weird. And uh, let's see, we got uh, Tony eats a shrimp, which uh, we saw before the uh, before the festival. Oh my god, it was so weird, and I loved it. It really creeped me out. Yeah, there was a lot going on here. It was, it was like a like the, it's kind of like a about addiction, and even if you know the outcome, like uh, you still give in to the temptation. But just yeah. even just watching it is very, uh, very weird. Yeah, that one sort of haunted me a bit. I mm-hmm. think there's a few of those uh, like that that I kept thinking about. You know, like you know what the meaning is, and yeah, uh, Stephen does a really good job of um, really picking out. Uh, shorts that that fit uh the fit and that are interesting and a lot of yeah, and not just tell. him but a lot you know the the filmmakers are re- really making some interesting stuff out there yeah and what i thought was interesting was how steven said he uh builds the blocks the themes based off of the submissions yeah and, and then i'm interested in the consciousness like the patterns of the themes of submissions you know i was thinking that Especially when I was watching bodily functions, I was like, "Wow, a lot of people are inspired by yeah. particular things." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because uh, you know, if, if I didn't know that, um, I might have thought, "Well, every every year he has a bodily functions, you know, uh, right?" Yeah, block, and then people like, "Hey, I'm going to make something to fit into this group," but but to build the blocks around those, is, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, and he said one year he had a lot of pregnancy stuff, and I've actually noticed that because I go to a lot of film festivals. I'll notice that a lot of times people are coming up with similar ideas at, at, mm-hmm. around a certain time, you know? Yeah, it's probably based around um, a lot of what's going on at the time, I would think. Right. So I don't... I assume but next, one, next always, one will be a lot of stuff about, you know, being alone or, you know... But it's not always literal, so it is interesting to see the way things manifest in different people and different people's work. Right. There's a lot of claymation uh, in this year, too. I don't know if there is uh, normally, but, uh, like, I don't see a lot of claymation when I go to festivals normally. No, me either. There was definitely a, a lot more here than I normally see, yeah. which I really like. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of uh, claymation, stop motion, so I was very excited to uh, see a lot of that. Uh, oh, by the way, if, if you are a fan of claymation like myself, uh, I would recommend Dino Porn. Because uh, anyone out there who uh, this was a film in the movie, not like a genre of film out there. 
to go seek out. But uh, for anybody out there who's, who's always wanted to see uh, uh, stop motion dinosaurs, uh, auto in auto fellatio, now this finally fills that void of a film. It's like a, a perverted childlike Ray Harryhausen made this. I feel like there's a large audience for this. <laughs> right. Not just me. It's, yeah. I was like, finally. <laughs> but it's really it's really funny and well made, like uh and very perverted, but it really reminded me like a like a kid making something and you want like big penises and everything. <laughs> I dug it. Uh, let's see. Uh, my next notes are for family matters. If you had anything else uh, in the deep end section, I didn't break my stuff by block. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I didn't. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't. Think we probably should have went over that beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, obviously throw whatever out. And if I've seen any of the films, which I've seen a lot, I'll just extrapolate on what you throw out. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> would have been easy who knew who knew them uh for family matters is uh, my darling pet monkey which uh, i'm a big fan of i've seen it uh, i saw i saw it originally when i was in la um with michael sophia because michael was working on it and my friend jim mcdonough made it who i'm a big fan of and uh i don't know if you know this jim mcdonough is in Umbil- umbilicus desidero who made this oh no i didn't know that he's the he's the man who's who's uh who's bullying me about uh, not having a belly button Oh wow! Which, if you know Jim, it's the total opposite of his character. He's like the nicest guy. He would not bully anyone, even if they don't have a belly button. Well, I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. So, uh, Darling Pet Monkey. This was a lot of fun. Uh, if you've never seen a Jim McDonough movie, a lot of weird visuals, and he makes them like a lot of green screen stuff and a lot of stuff with his kids, which is very fun, and just like. Uh, dolls and stuff you'll find at like uh, on yard sales and thrift stores and, uh, and this was just really fun dialogue I loved it it tugged at my heartstrings. I thought the kids were great yeah, yeah. I love the music yeah definitely and monkeys I know it's a big theme of yours. And mo- yeah <laughs> yeah I absolutely love this I have more notes somewhere but I think love Love should suffice, right? Yeah. Well, if you want, it, if you want, we'll, we'll start. We can we can just go through your list, and and I'll. Uh, oh no, I just I don't. I'm not that organized. I have sporadic notes <laughs> everywhere. Uh-huh. But I did have a lot of empathy for Pepe. Yeah. It really like tugged on my heartstrings. Yeah, because it's not his fault. And I really liked. Was it Jim playing Pepe? Yes. I really liked his performance. Yeah, he's yeah, he's a very good uh, performer. Yeah, I was gonna be in in Darling, uh, my uh, Darling Pet Monkey, but you what? I yeah, I was gonna. It was real small, like five second part. Uh, I was gonna be. Oh, you were gonna be in it. Yes, yes, I was gonna be uh, just looking out a window, but uh, but I didn't get the footage to him uh, in time, unfortunately. So I was cut out of, and I still love the movie, even if I'm bitter. Yeah, that's too bad. It would have been a good project to be a part of. Yeah, we hope to do something again in the future. Uh, I'm a, yeah, like I said, I'm a big fan of his. And uh, wait, and and it's allegedly a true story. Yeah, yeah. This is this is what they say because this is based off um, like the monkeys used to be able to like buy like in in the in like ads and comic books and stuff. 
This makes me sad. It is sad because, you know, it's uh, it's not the monkey's fault. No, no. They're not supposed to be, you know, be in a, in a house. Yeah, but the, but the film is very well done. It is, yeah. It made me a little sad. Yeah, my uh, grandfather actually had a pet, a uh, spider monkey, when he was in, um, I think, the Korean War. And uh, when, he was bringing, when he was bringing it back to the States, they wouldn't let him uh, bring it into the, into the United States. So he had oh! to, he read it, unfortunately. This is another sad story. <laughs> it is. Sad stories revolve around monkeys, and monkeys should be happy. Uh, let's see. Uh, Bliss Bur- Oh, that's Make-A-Wish. <clears throat> yeah, uh, sorry. Uh, Bliss Burger. This one I really like, too. Uh, it's really great production values. And it was, you know, a lot about, like, the American dream. Uh, like, what you see, what you what you think the American dream is, and then what it really is. Yeah, it was very, uh, very well done. Um, have you, there's a, a bar in um, Hollywood that it really reminded me of. It's, oh, really? Uh, yeah. It's, I think it's called, uh, I have it written here somewhere, Good Times at Davy Wayne's. And it's a, um, it's like a 70s style bar and you go in through a refrigerator and a lot of the colors and the styles it's just the film's highly stylized and i felt like i was being at that place it's so well done i really like i really liked uh it as a period piece you know yeah. i like the production design and everything yeah and it yeah, also awesome. got a tragic ending but yeah it on. does no you go on i agree is uh not only does it look very professional and shot really well uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's the end is sad. A lot of these have sad endings. Yeah, his wife was so sweet. Mm-hmm. It's very sad. I don't know. Yell at me if I'm saying something I shouldn't say. Like as far as spoilers or something. Oh, I'll just go. I think because uh, um, on the interview we try to keep away from any spoilers, but I think uh, when reviewing we'll probably uh, get into some okay. spoilers. It's probably hard not to. Because we're being kind of vague, I think. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I would, uh, and I think the, um, I could be wrong, but I think it's only $40 for the, uh, to buy the whole uh, sick and wrong package. That's a huge deal because there's so many films. Yeah. And then if you use Headless, you will uh, receive 25% off discount. Uh, Shiny Diamonds by uh, Seth Chatfield and, and Tony uh, Nagy. I know you were a big fan of this one as well. I was a huge fan, and I was so dis- excited, rather, as I told you when I realized that Renee Goodhue had done the special effects, because she did the special effects for my film, Echoes of Fear, and I'm watching this film, and I'm super into it. Again, highly stylized film. I love the colors yeah. and everything. And Michael and Sophia. Uh, and then I get to the credits. So I'm like, oh, Michael and Sophia. Oh, Renee Goodhue from Echoes of Fear. Um so it's great when I'm admiring work and then I find out that it's my friends, people I know, people I work with. It's just the best. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's a um, really well made. You saw, you, you've seen Clickbait, right? Yes, yes. So I don't know if you know, Seth is the, is the police, is the officer from Clickbait. 
Oh, yeah, I did not realize that. And he's you also the villain in Blood of the Tribbids. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize. Just like I didn't realize that Edward from, um, is it Edward from, um, Oh, yeah, we forgot to Make uh, a Wish. Yeah. I was going to film with him. I yeah, that was really guess. wild. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Human Zoo. Uh, I noticed that on Facebook when we were, we shared the uh, the trailer. He was like, oh, we just did the interview and here we're in the same movie. Well, that was pretty well, awesome. I didn't actually. know until he said it either. I didn't Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, also when I stayed with Michael and Sophia in uh, December, the, uh, the the Nintendo was was in the room I stayed in. For Who was in the room? Uh, the, 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 Nite- the, not Nintendo, the Atari uh, system oh, that was in Shiny oh. Diamonds. Was in was in the room that I stayed in, so. which I didn't know um, until I was. When you were on Mike and Sophia's couch. Well, th- when I was in there on their futon, I moved up to the futon. I was the couch uh, in, in. Oh, uh, you're very proud of. <laughs> I am, yeah. Eventually, I'll get a bed. At home, I just sleep on the floor, so I don't really. Just being an ass, which I'm sure you're used to by now. But yeah, this and uh, the colors were great in uh, in Shiny Dems, which um something I think uh, a lot of these had really cool uh, colors and uh, lighting, which I think is something you know if you don't have a huge budget you can if you have cool lighting uh, it really adds a lot of production value or interesting lighting and not just do it for no reason because that also stands out if someone has uh, like just purple lighting for no reason but it, it's got to fit the uh, what you're going for. Uh, so anything else you want to say about Shiny Diamonds? No, I loved it. I've got more no- notes here somewhere. But like I said, I was super enthusiastic about it before I realized that my friends yeah. were involved. So uh-huh. it was such a Yeah, high really, that really makes it special, too, I think. Yeah, oh, and the um, sound effects and the synth music. So, yeah. Like, I mentioned the music, but the sound effects, too, stood out to me as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you, do you know, uh, I'm not sure who did the music, but... Uh... I think Mike and Sophia did some probably. of Probably. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, anything they do always has cool music. And uh, Seth's a really good guy, too. I met him at um, Boston Underground Film Festival. Uh, let's see. I have Mike Pence's Dick in a Pickle Jar. want to see it. Which, just the name alone, you should watch that. Right. Yeah, Very... I watched it because of the name. Right. It's a great title, obviously. Yeah. And uh, there was a there was a valid, very valid point in this, which I've brought up on Facebook before. That uh, no straight man is that obsessed with gay sex. Usually, if someone is that obsessed, there's you know they're trying to compensate. Right, I agree with that. Uh, let's see. Then there was uh, the girl prop. I'm probably skipping a lot of things. I'm sorry. Oh, Make a Wish was also in that uh, in that block, which is a, which was really good short and uh, really again really well made. And uh, really nice people when we get to talk to them on the show. I agree. And such a simple, original concept, like, just executed very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Sorry. Uh, the Girl Problems block. Uh, oh, I don't know. Uh, they had the balloon one. Balloon. Uh, balloon. Or I don't know how you say this. Balloon. Or it's a. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. a balloon and abortion together. That one was because um, really a uh, hard topic, you know, to talk about uh, in a film, I think. And I, I think the image of the coat hanger was actually really 
you know, like uh, shocking, I think. It disturbed me too. And talk about, it was so, it was very short, mm-hmm. no money, super effective. Definitely yeah. me. I agree, yeah. Um, the Devil's Asshole, which I had seen before. Um, the, the film, you know, not the, the actual thing. But uh, Brian Lenato made that, which is, uh, it's just totally ridiculous. Yeah, I thought it was funny. Uh-huh. No, I meant ridiculous in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> very funny. Very impressive. Um, was it, remind me, was it? Uh, it's the one, uh, it's got, it's, uh, oh, I know he's the, making the chili. I, I know what it was, but I think the monster looked good. Oh, yeah, the monster yeah, definitely yeah. looked good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, very cute. Yeah, it is very cute. It's a very cute devil's asshole. <laughs> which is very important, I think. Uh <laughs> It, had, it ends up having a happy ending, too. Yeah. Yeah, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that it was, oh, it was like the 13th annual LGBTQ chili cook-off slash yes. breakdance competition. Right. <laughs> That's very <laughs> hilarious. I agree. <laughs> which I don't know if we saw any breakdancing, though, now that I think about it. No, I don't think we did. Maybe the sequel. Right. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I'm gonna practice my breakdancing for, uh, for the sequel, which is probably not gonna go well. Uh, Strange Bird, which I know uh, you, you were a really big fan of. I liked it too a lot. Yeah, I love that one. Is there anything you wanted to uh, talk about Strange Bird? Which was really great too if you guys check out our uh, interview because I thought um, I thought both Ezra and Lauren were uh, really interesting to talk ab- about the uh, the film. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that she had said she wasn't originally going to be the lead because I loved her in the film. I would love to watch more of her work. Um, she was really great. The effects were great, um, but she carried that movie for me, mm-hmm. and she's the reason why it, it worked. I think so well. Yeah, there's something about um, someone who doesn't fit in, uh, which is always, you know, interesting to me. The, you know, just the, the strange, the strange bird of the movie. Uh, let's see, uh, I'll just say pimp- pimples and nipples. That is, a, that is, a, that is something. <laughs> uh, hepped up on goofballs. Uh, we cold blood, cold blood in this one, which is a really fun uh, retro hair metal. Uh, this is this is a really good short. I enjoyed it a lot, and a great payoff. Yeah, I actually didn't see that payoff coming. I didn't either. I was just kind of sucked into the story, and like I didn't, you Me know. Too. I feel like I should have predicted it, but it was um, very effective that way. I didn't, and I was surprised. Yeah, because I think it. It it goes in a direction you don't even know where it's going, and then you kind of st- you get sucked into that story, and it's almost like you're watching now just a short, you know, documentary about this fictitious uh, band, and then uh, and then bam, it ends, which is very smart to do. I, I like, and you could tell uh, that she really loved the the subject matter, which she talked about, you know, being big into uh, into metal and stuff, and I think that comes through in the in the film. Yeah, horror comedy can be difficult to pull off, but I really think it was very funny and also very horrific. I'm excited to see what she does next. Yeah. I know when we did the the horror comedy show, uh, I think we both agreed that uh, 
I always think that the, it needs to work on both levels. It needs to be funny, but also the horror and horror comedy also has to work. Yes, I agree. I'm sure there are exceptions, but that's my rule. Uh, room 237, which I believe is named after uh, The Shining. Uh, possessions. This one I really dug. I did too. And um, there's a lot of uh, stuff about social media. Again, this one, uh, I thought it was going one direction. It's almost like a, a straight-up documentary. Uh, in fact, I, I thought it was a documentary at first, and then it gets really uh, obviously not a documentary after all. Another great actress. Wasn't she good? Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, I was really impressed by her. Yeah, and I like the, the, the double meaning of possessions, not to give away the movie, but yeah, which I guess I just did. But And I also like the idea of, um, so like if, if you, well, there's a lot of stuff in there. I like the idea that he's, he's selling all this stuff to get rid of it, and then you take pictures of it on social media. I think that's a neat idea. And um, and then the, then it comes into play the idea of some something that someone else owned. Like, is there something still there? You know, on a on a different level? Because uh, is because uh, this came up because uh, I bought a deck of tarot cards uh, at a yard sale once, and then everyone told me like never use those because you're not supposed to use like someone else's tarot cards because like they have the spirits or the mojo of whoever previously owned them. And so, uh, so I kind of tied that into, into here, the idea that, you know, there's something that someone else owns and is there anything left in there, which is just a small part of the thing, but, but it's really well done. I liked it. Also had some super, funny dialogue. Super well done for no money. Like just, uh, I, I love that. I, I love when, uh, there's just so much talent in, um, being able to create something really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, with limited resources, you know, he was very likable as well. I believe. Yeah, uh, AJ. Uh, yeah, like you said, um, because it's a lot of. I you would think the items are probably stuff that he did have around, which really uh, gives it like the real world feel. Like this is a lived in place, and these are actual things, as opposed to someone just going and getting some stuff to put in the movie. Uh, AJ Zyla, he said, uh, kind of like Friday the 13th series with cursed items. Mm-hmm. Sort of like that. That's a that's always a weird show. I don't know if you ever watched the Friday the 13th series because it really has nothing to do with Friday the 13th. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm familiar with it, but I, I, I didn't really watch it. Yeah, I, I only watch a few episodes. I'm, I'm not really, uh, I don't know a lot of it either. But, I just but hi, AJ. We yes. hope you're in there. We're always thinking of you. Thanks yeah. for watching. AJ's a good man. Yeah, him and his son actually won um, our Halloween costume contest this year, last year. Oh, what were they? You're putting me on the spot now. I have to look up, but they're oh, they're no, on the. Uh, but I remember they were awesome though. Adrian will let us know here. Yeah. Every year they dress up and they they they, uh, they do a great job. That's pretty cute. Yeah, and they also do really cool pumpkins. Oh, uh, where were we? Washed. Uh, I don't know if you got to see this one because no, was just, I didn't catch that one. Oh, uh, this was great. It was like it was like a it was like live action stop motion, where like all the movements were like like the like they were made out of clay and yeah and all the things. It's a very David Lynch like feel to it, um, mm-hmm. like 
like when they're in the, I forget the, in the lodge in the, um, in, in um, Twin Peaks. Uh, it's really, really well shot. Uh, all the, the weird motion and animations really done well. Um, really great gore too in the movie. And again, uh, stop motion, but with real people. I'm going to watch more, um, more of the films, so I'll check it out. Yeah, yeah, that's one I would, I, would def- I really recommend that one. I liked it a lot. Uh, Backwards Creep was, was a fun one, and it was interesting because I saw that uh, their plan is to make this into a feature. So it was really like kind of intro to like uh, a weird monster that, uh, you know, we can see in, in, the, uh, in, in, the, uh, in the feature film. A lot of weird eyes in this one. I don't think I caught that one either. Backwards Creep. It's a good title. It is. That's why I, it was uh, one of the ones I went to first because of the title. Backwards Creep. I was like, it's something I can, uh, I can relate to. Uh, AJ says, hi, Trista. And he also says he was Jason for part six and uh, his son was Chucky, which uh, I'll have to send you the picture. Yeah, please do. Fan. That sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, this was a good one too, which you might notice. Uh, Death Walks on Nitrate. I didn't catch that one. Yeah, this one's really weird. Uh, witch with a weird witch. Uh, great visuals, really stylized. I actually think it'd be something you would like a lot. Uh, very like seventies or sixties. Uh, just is really. I actually don't think there's any dialogue in it. It's just all visual and atmosphere and colors. It's. I really liked. It. I actually think that one would be like you know, a fan of Suspiria. I think you would. Uh, you would like this. What's it called again? Uh, Death Walks on Nitrate. I'm going to check them all out, but I'll, I'll be yeah. sure to... That's when I think it'd actually be a feature, too. I think they could do more with that. And I also like the idea of... Uh, like, I don't want to give too much away, but this early on is like uh, your soul or something about you being captured in, in photography. And that's a big part oh, of, of the story. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I think, you, yeah, I think you'd really like it. I, I liked it a lot. <clears throat> Mushi, I think I'm saying that right. This was about this weird parasite that was growing in, in the woman. I did catch that one. It was um, really cool. Huh. I really liked that one. The effects were really great. Yeah, and there, was a, the, there was a cool the cutaway. Gothic photography. Sorry, go on. No, it was, it was a real cool, cool cutaway scene where you don't actually see what's happening, but you, you know what's happening, and I thought it was really effective. Yeah, I really like that one. And it was all in uh it was all black and white, right? Yep. That was another one I could see being like a longer thing. And some gross stuff with things coming out of the nose. Any kind of body horror stuff always kind of uh bothers me. Saturday morning cartoons. You had a cosmic spaghetti, which is just a really fun visual to watch. Very cosmic. Yes. And I, I actually, I didn't have, I don't eat, I don't eat cereal, but I had, uh, uh, this has nothing to do with anything, but I had uh, Fruity Loops, Fruity Loops uh, protein powder smoothie this morning. And basically, it tastes just like if you drank milk after you ate a bowl of uh, Fruit Loop cereal. Oh, that's nice. It is good. I recommend it. <laughs> they should pay us. But Cosmic Spaghetti, very fun. 
And by I the way, uh, not just because uh, I actually did like Cosmic Spaghetti, but uh, he, uh, the director emailed me and he's, he's doing some other shorts and he also was watching some of the shows and really likes the video shows. So very cool. That's nice. I actually found myself feeling so bad for the spaghetti. Interesting. That's always interesting if you, when you can um, feel something for like an inanimate object. Yeah, that happened a lot in this festival, actually. It really, like, uh, that's, you know, I know we're talking about, but uh, I thought overall the fest, this is one of the, the best uh, festivals of shorts I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, I agree. So much uh, creativity, so much uh, interest, and a lot of different things. It's not all, I know it's in blocks, and even within the blocks, there's different vibes between these. You know, there's, you're, you're not really seeing the same thing over and over. It's all different. And a lot of ingenuity with no money. You know, a lot of people spend a lot of money on shorts and they look great, which is great. Yeah. But this festival in particular, there were a lot of very effective shorts that I could tell that they didn't have money. Yeah, it's inspiring to me. And I'm sure a lot of people in the same boat, like I would like to make some stuff, but, you know, I don't spend a lot. And I was like, well, I could, you know, I could conceivably make something just at my house, you know, or out and about. But, you know, not not to say that uh, anyone can do that and just say, you know, you still have to have good ideas and, and creativity. And, uh, and It's very impressive. Yeah. Uh, abstract concrete. This is just I really think this one would well, a lot of these. But uh, if you were in a if you were in a theater with the big screen and you were just kind of immersed in, in the visuals and the sound, this would really be a, would have been a totally different experience. Yeah, it was very surreal, huh? Yeah. yeah, that one's really, you know, just something cool to watch. I thought uh, it was beautiful, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. But don't you think, like, you know, in a, I, really it kind of goes for anything, but I do think, like, on the big screen, in the darkness, and it's just out there. Yeah. It would it would have been a, a much more powerful experience than watching on your, which is still cool. To, but I will say, if you, when you watch these stuff, it is cooler to watch it with the lights off. Oh, That's yeah. That's what I do anyway. Uh, O.C.'s Ghoulie, which was another uh, claymation that I, that I really enjoyed. Uh, super, it was really dark. Like, the material was very dark. But, like, the claymation, like, uh, I like the contrast of something that's really dark and, and disturbing, but yet it's cute. It reminds like me of me. But no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't see that one. Not yeah, yet. check it out. Uh, this one I just went. I just wrote down in one note was for terror fervor is another animated one. Uh, to me, it just feels like sick and wrong came to life. Like uh, this could be like a trailer for sick and wrong. I was very impressed with that. It really freaked me out, actually. Yeah, and I, I'm not always a big um, animation guy, but the animation in, in these shorts uh, I really enjoyed. Yeah, it was super impressive, and I think she did it all. I actually wrote that down. She wrote, directed, animated. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, the scary door, which is like the uh, like the horror section of... Um... Oh, is it Living After Midnight? This is a really fun one. There's a lot of fun gags in this. Like, uh, just the idea. There's like these two, like, uh, killers or kidnappers. They have this woman kidnapped and saying they're going to rip her up. Like, so it's horrible, like, stuff, but it's it's very funny because like they have the music too loud. So she can't even hear what they're saying. She's like, I don't know what you're, they have like the, the rock music way too loud. And 
And then like the one guy, the one of the torturers got this weird leather outfit and like he just looks really goofy and they make I don't know, it's I, I really liked it. It's stuff that shouldn't be funny, but uh but they have fun with it. What's and it? I, so, uh, living after midnight. I didn't, didn't catch me yet, but I will. It did remind me because I actually wrote a song for uh, Cool It. You know the song Living After You Know? Living After Midnight, rocking to the dawn. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know that song. So that's in it. And I actually wrote a parody song of that for for Coolidge After Midnight, which is uh, Coolidge Corner Theater, and they do uh, midnight movies where I am. And I've never done this on the show, and I probably won't now either because I feel embarrassed. But but (laughs) I wrote a song. Coolidge after midnight movies till the dawn. I forget the rest of it. I love that you pretended to be embarrassed for a second. <laughs> <laughs> you know me very well. That, see, that, that, see, if you act like you're embarrassed or, or, or you think you're a goofball, and then uh, it lets you. Uh, it, it, it hides your uh, your ego. <laughs> Uh, bingo! Oh, this oh bingo is re- another one that's very short, but I, this one really good to me. This really to me has like a, a creep show vibe or classic EC Comics. Um, Tales from the Crypt, the old, the actual uh, the comic book. Uh, just a really fun short, really well done. I really enjoyed it too, and I agree with everything that you're saying. And I would that's a uh, that's always a fun thing about the festivals as you watch. Um, like I would like to see more from from this director, you know. If you see something from either the director or an actor, he's like, "Oh, that's really interesting." I'd like to see you know more stuff from this person. I think it was a team of directors. Oh, I think least, you're right. Actually, according to my notes, unless yeah. I read them, but yeah, I think it was two people collaborating. Uh, the thing with the glowing green eyes, which uh, we talked about on the thing on the uh, on the interview part. Um, this was just really fun. I like the, I like the, uh, that there's just this weird glowing green eyes thing. You don't know, you really ever know what it is. And, uh, and, uh, just this weird small town feel, which I can really relate to. And I like that when the, when the town people are talking about it, they just keep losing track and start talking about the most, you know, mundane, pointless things. And, and I also like that it really doesn't do anything. It just has glowing green eyes. I also thought those actors were, like you're saying, the actors were really good. They were really entertaining. There's a lot of um, really understated humor, which I appreciate. I do, too. I like a dry sense of humor um, where it's not necessarily played for laughs. It's played, you know, it's played very realistic. Mm. Uh, The trigger warning block. Uh, you said about the bodily uh, functions. I don't know what it says about me, but uh, the trigger warning block probably uh, was kind of my stuff, probably the closest thing to stuff that uh, it really meant the most to me. I like, I like, I think everything in the trigger warning block. Um, I like things that like kind of touch buttons, you know, within people. And, uh, one of, there's a few here that some of my favorite ones, and the one I didn't even think like. I would be interested is a uh, piss off, which is a documentary about the, uh, and this one, uh, in, really in, like, I'm not, it's, I don't explain. It's like, so I'm not necessarily interested in the subject matter, but I think 
uh, watching it and like the questions that like arise in your head is more interesting than, than actually what's going on. Because like I'm someone who always thinks, um, you know, consenting adults should be able to do whatever they want. And then like you're watching it and like you think that, and then like it kind of keeps challenging that thought process the more you watch it. Like, yeah, they can do anything, but can they do it in public? Can they do it with other people around? And, uh, and it keeps kind of pushing, pushing the, those boundaries and that thought. And I, I thought it was really well done. I thought it was really well done. I thought I found it ve- very educational. I didn't know anything about no, that. No, I didn't either, yeah. I also was surprised at the amount of people that were, that were yeah, involved that in those yeah. activities. And then towards the end, I, I, was, I thought it had kind of a sad ending. Yeah, it definitely does. And because... So, like I was saying, it kind of pushes your, like, questioning, like, is, is this okay? Is this okay? Um, but then, by I think by the end, you've seen so much of it, like, you're not really, it's not necessarily strange to you anymore. You know what I mean? Because there's so many people doing this. And then, um, and then when you find out what happens, you know, to the main guy, like, I don't want to give away, but, like, it, it's, it's sad. It's like, you know, uh some uh, what what someone does in their private life can hurt their uh, their job and their uh, you know them in the real world. Yeah, that one actually was very thought provoking. I think because it's something that I can't relate to. I thought about it a lot, and I'm not sure I understand it. But like you said, if it's making people happy and they're not hurting anyone, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, really what the like it was something I didn't know anything about. Um, there's some abrupt questions like, uh, is this art or pornography, which I thought was interesting. Uh, it's really well made. And I think a documentary is something that makes you, you know, you question your own, uh, your own thoughts on something that you, you know, when you go in, go into it. Uh, so I'd definitely recommend that one. And I could see that being a, you know, feature length. It's, I mean, it's a perfect length as it is, but you know, it could be like a, that could be something that could be on HBO or something. I agree. Uh, New Year's Kiss. Oh, we talked about that on the uh, mm-hmm. on the interview. Uh, lots of puking, but I, I really like the uh, the uh, the song, the old old things on. Yeah, and it was actually a very sweet story. I thought mm-hmm. I might be a little desensitized to vomit, you know, as well. But I wasn't like horrified by it. I thought yeah. it was sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pride by Michael and Sophia. Um, I thought this was great. And, uh, you know, uh, people going in, especially, you know, Michael stuff, like, you know, those nudity and stuff, but beyond that, it's a very powerful story and message in pride. And like he kept saying, you know, on their Facebook that it's different than anything they've done. And it, it is in, in the regards of it's more graphic, but, uh, but I think it's right in line with everything they've done where it's about social commentary about the, about the world. So I thought it was uh, excellent. I did too. I really enjoyed it. I appreciated that you had warned me, but, I, I, and that was funny and cute, but like what watching it, right. It's not about anyone's body. It's about, right. uh, it, it, there's a story there. I, and similar to me as an actor, I've done films where it's not about my body. There's a story there. So, um, you know, I, I wasn't distracted or put off or um, I thought it was an interesting way to tell a story. Yeah. 
And uh, I, it's like a big spoiler if I say this. Like it's, but the so here's kind of a spoiler. But just the the end. Um, the fact he doesn't scream is a big part of the of of uh, to show how ridiculous uh, something earlier in the uh, in the story is. But yeah, that's fantastic. Um, the magician. What was that? Oh, that one, magician was really well done. That was a really graphic one too. The magician. Oh yeah, that was very sad, wasn't it? Heart wrenching. Yeah. That one really broke my heart. Very sad. Very well done. What was very weird, haunting again. And what's weird about it is, I think the uh, the still imagery in it because they used a lot of still photography. Like made it seem more realistic than if it was uh, moving. A lot of it. I don't know why. I don't know if it kind of gave it. Um, I don't know if realistic's the right way, but I don't know. There's something about it that, like you said, haunting. I think maybe it kind of seemed like almost like a, a documentary when you're seeing, you know, the the uh, fo- the photographs. I don't know. There's something about it. And uh, again, really, uh, Innocent Boy. I've seen a, a couple times, but this was actually a different cut than I saw at Stuff. And uh, it actually uh, is better than the one I said. Not that it was bad at stuff, but uh, they did perfect it, I thought. I think the red time's actually even a little shorter, yet there's added scenes to it than the one I originally saw, which is interesting. They it's really a very it powerful film. It is very, very well made. Very uh, talented people involved. Um, brave people, you know, to, you know, to take these parts. Uh, I would think, you know, a lot of people probably wouldn't want to necessarily be in this. Um only because of the, the graphic nature of it, not because it's not good or anything. I like uh, they play a lot with uh, gender in the movie on, in a lot of the roles. Uh, that and uh, that's one. Uh, well, all, all movies that way. If you don't know too, it's best not to know a lot about something when you go into it. Because I didn't know you know anything when the first time I saw it, and so I didn't know what to expect in the. Just really uh, uh, shocking imagery, and or it's just images that stick with you. Right. Even if someone told you a synopsis, it wouldn't do it justice in any way. Hmm. Yeah, all the characters are interesting. You know, the cowboy's very uh, vicious. You know, hateful guy. There's a lot of stuff going on. And I, I like the use of the uh, the voiceover, which sometimes you know doesn't work and everything, but I thought it really worked here. I agree. Um, if I had to pick one that, that stuck with me the most, it's lifelike for the whole festival. Uh, not necessarily, I'm not saying that's it's my the best or my favorite or anything, but I think it's the one that stuck with me the most. And this is one I think um, really asks a lot of questions. And uh, if you have a preconceived notion of what it's about going in, I think it, it, it even makes you, you know, ask uh, question your own thoughts on, uh, on the topic. I would agree. It probably, uh, you know, it affected me the same way. It's, and I think it's an important movie. I do too. Um, I could see it's like an episode of Black Mirror. um, But yeah, I like something that, you know, it asks an important question, you know, within a genre piece. And and the lead actor was really incredible. I agree 100%. He had so much empathy to a character that uh, going in, the vast majority of people would, you know, just despise. It really made me grateful that that's not something I struggle with, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've always, you know, 
it's a weird topic to even talk about because even if you just talk about some people take it whatever you're saying the wrong the possibly the wrong way and think you're advocating something when it's not really advocating it it's just uh sympathizing on some level or understanding that some people have this problem right i mean honestly you're you're attracted to what you're attracted to um I know, like, just saying that, like, people take that the wrong way, but, but anyway, it's excellent. Definitely one people should check out. And this is a perfect block for it, because uh, I could see a lot of, it's going to be, uh, just, the, just the topic itself is going to be something a lot of people won't want to watch, and I totally understand that. Um, but it's definitely, and I think it's definitely something that people could watch, a group of people could watch, and everyone could have a different opinion on it. And none of them are necessarily right or wrong. Uh, so yeah, that was, uh, welcome to, and uh, I'm glad you brought the performance too, because not not only is it brave to even take that role, but he really nails it. Um, welcome to Sick and Wrong. This was uh, ones that they just say like really uh, personify the Sick and Wrong vibe. Uh, we had Catatonic, which uh, I really like this one. Like it starts, it's a really like somber topic about you know someone wanting to commit suicide and uh but hilarious yeah very funny i had mixed feelings as a cat owner Mm -hmm. yeah i'm (laughs) Um, a big animal lover yeah but it was very sad and cute and disturbing like a lot of these films (laughs) very well done yeah and it ends up being very very uh has a happy ending at the end yes i was relieved about that yeah. And the cat's real name is Glenn. I scoured the credits and I thought that was very cute. Yeah, it is cute. Uh, yeah. Uh, I like people who name their cats, uh, you know, names like Glenn or David, Principal. David, Mr. Principal. Um, trying to, th- I, I usually you, used to name a lot of my cats after uh, Greek gods when I was a kid for some reason. My last cat was Faye. Read for a very long time. Faye the Gray Streak into my house one day, and now she's here to stay was her full name. On early episodes of the show, people could hear, because uh, I had both my cat and my dog at the time, they would kind of kind of fight whoever who could sleep on me. Sometimes I'd have to hold both. And you could probably hear them a little bit on some of the, uh, the, the first year or two of the podcast. Uh, this is a true story. I used to, because I used to do the show in a, in a different room, and uh, I used to put up like a wall of just like car. Of, like, it was like a big cardboard, uh, like a I don't know what it was like. A, I called it my wall, but it was like a, it was like a big box. It's that like something to come in to try to because they would come and try to get with which I love. But like, but Faye would just climb right over it and, and get to me. <laughs> Undeterred. Exactly. Uh, the cone of shame. This was this one was really depressing. I thought. Yeah, this one was really hard to watch. Huh? Yeah, I felt really bad for Bixby. But again, important subject matter. Yeah, hundred percent. Really well done. Sad times. Which um, I always feel because uh, I some people have asked me before, like, why would I like why why do you like something that might make you feel depressed or disturbed or something? And I always think that anything that you get an emotional response from 
is is important on some level um whether the, those emotions are positive or negative it's still the emotional response um i think that's all the ones i have notes for the uh shorts and then there was i did see that gross and in love uh curated by Clareus is coming saturday so this is a, uh, a special block of uh stuff and that you can pre-order it right now uh then there's a lot of features too so you didn't touch uh, Richard Nixon Getaway Driver. Oh, I did see that. Yes, I recommend. Oh, I was going to recommend that one. It's really great. Yeah, it is a great performance, and it takes like uh, it's almost like why well, I used to like um, conspiracy theories because they were like crazy, and then you could have fun with them until people really took them so serious and now they're not so much so fun, but this this is like something so ridiculous and, and fun and just a weird idea. Like we're so weird, (laughs) very dark humor. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked it a lot. Uh, Exit. We talked about on the uh, exits, a a feature film uh, we talked about on the interview is really good. Uh, Night of the Rumpus. I got to see, it was a weird kind of combination of documentary and the, in the uh, scripted film. And uh, Bill Berman's Wild Boar, which I had seen um, previously because I, I had him on the show, and I really recommend that. It's kind of like um, old-school Terry Gilliam movie with Warwick, Warwick Davis is in it. It's a small role in it. Uh, I really recommend that. It's a really just bizarre movie. I uh, caught it. It was hard for me to watch because I'm very sensitive about animals. Mm-hmm. Um, but the effects were amazing, and there are some important um, – messages you know again very important themes very profound films in this festival yeah was there any ones i uh didn't get to that you uh besides uh the getaway driver um another one that really disturbed me which again is not an insult you know Mm -hmm. thing i think of film's purpose is to evoke emotion, to affect someone, to make them think. Mm-hmm. And and pig, pig meats, definitely. Oh, that's, yeah. I actually, I thought I had that on my list, but yeah. And and I really, I thought the animation was very well done. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of concern about that baby. Yeah. So it, it derived a lot of empathy and uh, and thought, you know. Mm-hmm. And, it, it, and it was hard to watch. Yeah. Um... What else? There's, um, I know there's more. There's a lot. Um, but overall, I'm just, I'm very impressed with the quality of films in this festival. I highly recommend it. I'll be watching all of the ones that I haven't seen yet. Oh, did you catch Blackface? Oh, yeah, yeah. I did have, but yeah, I think I, I might have skipped it for some reason. But yeah, it was, that was a great one. Um, that one really felt like an old Twilight Zone. Yeah, it really did. Almost, almost like great. the Twilight Zone from the movie, uh, the one of the uh, the episodes with the with the racist guy, um, which yeah, has a really unfortunate uh, real story. You know, when, when the character when the actor died in the movie and the kids, but but yeah, it has a it has a real Twilight Zone feel with where it's you know about something and it has a message message to it. Yeah, I thought it was very well done. Yeah. And, and it's really, I was, uh, anything with like face stuff is always, like in uh, one of the scenes from um, Poltergeist that reminded me of. 
any kind of face stuff you're into? Well, you like yeah. body horror, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not actually into, but it kind of creeps me out. But, uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was creepy. It was definitely creepy. Um, and it made it, it very awkward. It, it made you uncomfortable as a, an audience. And I think that's... Yeah, even before you get to the uh, to the horror of it, even when he just shows up at the party and like... You can feel everyone's awkward vibe to him, and then there's a small percentage of people there who find it funny, which is yeah. you know is also strange, but it's very me. realistic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sean uh, Ovzak, I'm Ovzak. He says hello, Trista, and he hopes that you're having a great day. Oh, Sean, it's Osak, but yeah, it's Osak. spelled kind of like that. Thanks, Sean. It's yeah. nice to hear from you. I hope you're well. Very Thanks good. for watching. Yeah, thank you for watching. Very good. So, yeah, great uh, festival. Uh, honestly, one of the best festival stuff I've seen. For, you I know, agree. from beginning to end. I agree. So much great stuff. So much profound stuff. Um, like I said, so much stuff without any money that's still important and um, entertaining. Mm -hmm. It's it's a cool. It's a nice feeling to watch all these and know that there are so many talented filmmakers out there making something, you know, from all different parts. So not just parts of the country. There's some, you know, international stuff. So all parts of the world making interesting stuff. Like you said, for not necessarily much money, uh, you know, and just because they want to create something. I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. It kind of it, whenever I. You know, obviously I work in film, but whenever I um, attend a film festival and I see all of the amazingly talented filmmakers and all of the amazingly talented films, it always makes me feel small. And that sounds like a negative, but it's actually a positive. Like I find a lot of comfort in sort of feeling small. You know, it's like a very comforting feeling. Mm -hmm. Is that strange what I'm saying? Like when you're in a, an airplane and you look down and your your problems in your life seem so small and everything's so vast and there's just the world is so much. It feels good. Yeah, because sometimes it, you just think so much about your own problems and then you see like, or not just your own problems, but your, your own, you're stuck in your own world and then you see air, there's uh, vast people out there and a big thing out there that, you know, you're just a small part of this. Yeah, it's humbling and inspiring. And that's, I guess, what I got out of this festival as a whole. Yeah. And uh, for the film festivals in general, and I think especially uh, Second Wrong, like a lot of the stuff in this in this particular film festival doesn't fit in like a lot of genres. Like there are things that would fit, you know, a couple things that, oh, this is a horror thing. Whatever. But a lot of it is stuff that's just, you know, how do you categorize it? And so if you can't categorize it, unfortunately, a lot of times there's no, there's like not a platform for it, but it, that's what the, to me, one of the big draws of the film festivals are to get to see stuff that doesn't necessarily fit in, you know, anywhere else. I agree. I've met some of my best friends and gotten some of my best jobs from film festivals. It's such a great uh, community. For yeah. People. Yeah. Well, I mean, in a way, that's how I met you, was because uh, I did the uh, uh, short film with Michael and Sophia, who I I knew, you know, through an independent film, and then, but I get to know them better through the festivals, and met a lot. Of, that's how I met Brian too, actually. Uh, Brian, uh, who made uh, Echoes of Fear, was uh, at Buffalo Dreams Fantastic Film Festival. Yeah, 
Y'all have to go there sometime. I've heard so many good things about that. Place. Yeah, it's a really nice. Uh, it's really cool. There's a few that stick out to me. Buffalo, um, Boston Underground Film Festival, South Texas. Most of these have underground in them. South Texas Underground Film Festival. And it's cool because they're all very similar, you know, even though they're all different parts of the country. Uh, but you could see that each of them have their own film community. Um, you know, people um, who come there, you know, probably every year. Some of them, sometimes they don't have a film every year, but they come and they also support everybody, which which is really good to see. I remember uh, at uh, the last Boston Underground Film Festival I was at, and Crawl was just coming out with the the big alligator movie, and uh, the people the, the brothers who wrote that, the Rasmussen brothers. Uh, were regulars at South, at uh, Boston Underground Film oh, Festival. Oh, yeah, they're from Boston, right? Yeah. And it was really cool to me, which sounds like everyone should do this, but it's not normally this way. But everyone there was, like, talking about how great it was that they had a film being produced by Sam Raimi. And I've been around other people before where it's like, if something like that, they would be, like, really jealous and bitter that, you know, so, uh, one of their peers is doing something, you know, uh, mainstream or ma- more mainstream than, but it was nice to see that everyone was really supportive and happy that these guys you know uh, wrote something that was you know being theatrically released and had a big budget and stuff that, that was nice to see you that's been my experience in um, the horror community too yeah I would say at the film festivals definitely that's why I, I, I like them it's, there's very little uh, uh, bitterness or po- uh, political agendas and is uh, I'm not a big fan of that. So I like just everyone being supportive and uh, sharing their weird, creative, you know, things that they create. Well, if you're a good person and and you could do work and you you deserve it, right? Um, I sometimes, I've, as you know, I'm also a wrestling fan and I'm an indie wrestling fan as well. So I sometimes like in indie film to indie wrestling, you know, it's so obviously it's not as physically demanding um, as wrestling. You know those guys take a real beating, but there's a lot when you're when you're making indie films. It 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 takes a specific type of person, and similar with wrestling, and people get better and better and better, and then once in a while those guys are plucked to the big time and. Um, I think it's similar with wrestlers. They're always really, for the most part, the people that I know, the people that I've seen, they're always very supportive because they know what it takes. They know how hard it is and, mm-hmm. and that people deserve good things, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You could, you could, you could zoom into the wrestling show sometime if you like. Yeah, I will. That's okay. Right. Yeah. It's on Tuesdays. It'd be fun. <laughs> so, Let's uh, I'll have to think. We have to think of a wrestling name for you. Oh, Treacherous Trista sounds very wrestlery. I think so. Yeah. 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 Uh, sick and wrong. Sick and wrong film dot com. We'll have the link on the website, but you you you'd be able to do uh, sick and wrong. It's sick and then just end wrong dot com. And uh, use promo code headless to save twenty five percent off. And uh, it's pretty, it's cool how it's set up because you could go and watch whatever you want right now. And I believe it's going to have like a live thing where they're, they're going to like stream stuff and you can just watch, you know, whatever it's showing. Or you can just go and watch, uh, you know, whatever you want, you know, whenever you can, when you have the free, when you're free to do so. See, well, I'm going to check the rest of them out too. Not just because not, you know, 
because I really like the stuff. And maybe yeah, we'll talk about stuff. some more of it, you know, later on in the week. And the, and the fellow that runs the festival is a great guy. Yeah, Stephen. I like him as well. Yeah. He has, he has a really weird short. I remember uh, Sophia had mentioned it. Uh, I'll see if I if I don't know if it's online. I saw it though when I first uh, started talking to him, and uh, it's really weird. I think you'd like it. Yeah, strange. send it to me if you find it. Yeah, but yeah, he's a really cool guy. I've not met him in person, but we've met him on Zoom and stuff. But uh, yeah, he's a really nice guy. And very, I asked him about the shirts because I saw pictures where it's got that wild uh, unicorn shirt that I used in the in the banners, uh, like on a pink shirt. I was like, I would totally wear that. So uh, he's seeing if he has any left because uh, I would like. <laughs> As people, if if you don't know this, I like weird shirts. Yeah, you have a great shirt collection. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> At least I'm good for something. I was trying to so pick one out a sh- one thing for shirts. Yeah, <laughs> they're pretty good at faces, I think. But I'm not. I'm not. Uh, and knocking over bookshelves. I broke. Unfortunately, I broke uh, Dracula's fingers. But no, what can you do? All right, so uh, we'll be back tomorrow with a uh, homewrecker. That's gonna be really cool. Uh, cast and crew of homewrecker. We have the director and the two leads. That'll be awesome. Looking forward to that. And then Thursday, uh, John Dugan returns, which a uh, uh, big fan of John, a friend of John, known him for years. Um, one of the first people I became friends with when I started doing the the conventions, and I think I've known him like nine years now. Seems strange, but. Uh, What's weird is, so he, he was really friendly with me and Troy. And he didn't know for like two years that Troy and I were brothers. And we were just happy. And he's like, wait, you guys are brothers? And I was like, yeah, he didn't. He's like, well, you don't, you have different, you don't have the same like uh, voice. You don't uh, look alike. And, you know. But it was weird that he knew us for all these years and didn't know we were brothers. I can't see that. I don't know if I would know if I hadn't been introduced to you that way right right yeah and see troy's a big smoker so he would hang out with the the cool smokers outside with like john and so it would be like little different groups of people which for a little while at the festivals i started to smoke a pipe just so i can hang out with the smokers but i was a big fraud because i actually stuffed it with this mint it wasn't tobacco oh wow but uh, i gave up the pipe so I don't hang out at conventions anymore, I guess. But anyway, that's nothing to do with anything. Sick and wrong. <laughs> check it out. And then uh, and uh, a lot of stuff coming up. So just check out uh, the Facebook page. Uh, I'll be on the live uh, watch parties. And check out withoutyourhead.com. Uh, I know some people out there, they're like, they love the videos, which I've gotten all kinds of messages this last week about people who really like the videos. It's great. But there are people out there who still want just the audio, which is totally fine. So I've updated all the uh, video shows are also on podcast form. So you could watch them or listen to them on iTunes or wherever your favorite uh, podcasting site is. All right. Anything else there, treacherous one? No. Thank you. Thank you for listening and or watching. And check out Sick and Wrong. I'll be checking out Sick and Wrong. I as well. Sick and Wrong. Oh, and the shirt. This is from Paul Bearer Press. Necromantic. It's a very bizarre film. I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's a very romantic song. A very strange scene, but yeah, I dig it. All right. 
We're going to get out of here. So bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. From ancient terrors to the search for modern-day conspiracies, the tomb of Nick Cage is the new sound in horror rock. Uncover the mystery of old-world horror for the new world order on iTunes, Amazon, and more. We should have The tomb of Nick Cage. They're coming night! Mostly! They're coming night! Mostly! They're coming night! Mostly! They're coming night! Mostly! Find out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The tomb of Nick Cage. They're coming night!